This week, the obvious question is, when should I butt in? I'm Mike Travisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. And we invite you to help us find some answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're digging the show, please share it, or give us an iTunes review or review wherever you're listening. So imagine a time when someone you're close to gets a raw deal and you can see it coming. At what point do you get involved and try to fix it? This week, I share a story from a friend of mine that, for parents, is all too common. Their kid is on the bench, and players who are worse are in the game. When should he say something? Or should he just let it play out? There are life lessons in that, too. So how do you know when to push and when to sit still? I was talking to a good friend of mine this week, and he he shared a story that, that I think is totally universal. I know I have it. I'm sure you guys have it. And it, and it brings up a really, I think, a, a real obvious question. The story is, is that uh, my friend has a son and he's uh, he's in, you know, playing Little League. He's I think he's 12 and he's he's pretty good. He's not the best on the team, but he's pretty good. And the coach has him on the bench for one game and then another game. And then it kind of becomes clear to my buddy that that the coach is is going to play other players that my friend is pretty sure are not as good as his son and he starts to get kind of worried about it. like you know my, my son loves playing baseball and this is going to ruin playing baseball for him and and he starts worrying that this is that just that is going to have a negative impact on whether he wants to play sports in the future or whatever and he starts to become compelled to want to say something but yet he's like i don't want to be that that guy you know, that parent, that helicopter parent, you know, why aren't you playing my kid? You know, I totally get where he's coming from with that. But but it's it's a good question, because uh, at what point should you say something and what point should you let it play out? Because part of growing up is also, you know, having to sit on the bench and, and you know, and injustice. Right. Having to be able to deal with with that. And maybe there's a lesson from that that somewhere down the road would be more valuable than if he intercedes and he does something, right? So the, the question I have is, when should you butt in? What, at what point do you know now? In this case, I'm going in. I'm going to butt in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something so, Say something to the coach. Yeah, it brings, it's funny, Mike. It brings up uh, a lot of like thoughts I had. From my, my kids were younger. That We had a, an excellent coach, a baseball coach, who uh, he would he'd play the kids. He'd play the best kids. You know, he, he wanted to win, no question. But he also wanted to teach them about life and about, you know, what life, what beyond baseball, you know, what what the sport meant and what teamwork meant and things like that. And there's a couple of kids on the team that were really obnoxious. They were very good players, but they were um, they weren't they weren't decent kids in the sense they would mouth off to him. They would you know curse when they got a bad hit or something like that. And he benched them for a while. And he, he said to them, you know, that, that behavior isn't acceptable here on the team. And he had him sit on the bench and. And I remember thinking, that's exactly what I want. That's the coach I want. And so I didn't have to really say anything. There was no input for me to give them. But other parents got kind of angry, especially the ones whose kids were sitting on the bench, who thought their, their kids were star players. And they went so far as to take it to the local uh, you know, community group and actually drove them out of baseball. He, he got pushed off at, from the coaching staff. And I remember seeing him years later. He's, he's a good friend. And he... Uh, he, he was saying how it was such a shame that he had a, an opportunity in a situation 
And the only people that complained were, well, the only people that said anything were the ones who complained about their kids on the bench. And, and to my discredit, whatever, I didn't, I never stood up and said, you know, in other words, I didn't butt in in the opposite way and say, now, wait a second, he's doing the right thing for these kids. You know, I didn't support him that way. So I think there are a lot of things like that, that um, in life where you you feel the necessity to say something. And, and I'm not sure as I'm thinking about it, you know, this is a good question. I don't know where that line is when you actually speak up, like when you have a bad teacher or when bad situation at work, whatever. When do you actually step into it? When do you mm-hmm. say something and, or when do you just kind of let it play out and assume that things are going to go OK? Yeah, you know, I'd hate to think that. I'm always there with an answer, like, you know, hey, let me tell you how to do this. Let me tell you how to do that. But on the other hand, if if you see the situation, especially if someone asks you and says, what do you think here? You know, that's probably a good opportunity to give some input. But um, overall, I'd say most of the time, probably the error on the side of not getting involved, letting the thing play out and, and letting the situation happen is probably the better the better way to do it. Although I'm, I'm confused right now, so I'll just kind of pause for a second. Yeah, I think for me, I, I've had a lot of situations like this. I can think of a couple work-related, some sports-related. I like to say my advice is always to butt in when you can be rational and, and practical about it and see all sides, meaning just not how emotionally you see your kid on the bench or, or someone being mistreated, but also from the coach's perspective – or let's say from a boss's perspective or a friend's perspective. And part of it, I think, is asking the right question. So like in the coaching example you gave, maybe the question is like why, not why is my kid sitting on the bench, but it's understanding the coach's philosophy. Because I can tell you um, my kids have been on two different types of teams, the recreational teams where the coach makes it known up front everyone's going to get to play. You know, uh, we're playing a lacrosse game. It's got four quarters. Your kids will all play uh, a max of two quarters, you know, and and they do a good job about making sure everyone is not on the bench. Um, I've also had both of my boys have been on on travel teams where it's known that the better skilled players are, are going to play. It's not about all winning, but it's certainly about you know, playing, putting our best, most experienced, and also um, most passionate players on the field. So if you're not going to hustle, you're probably going to sit on the bench. So, uh, for instance, my one son had a lacrosse game um, over the weekend, last weekend, and he didn't play at all. Um, And then both my boys have been on travel sports teams, and in those cases, it's really not about you know, equal playing time. It's about the kid that's most passionate, most experienced, and putting them on the field. So my one son, Jackson, you know, uh, the week prior, he had a game where I think he went in for the last minute of the game. So, you know, we joked when he came off the field. I'm like, wow, you're exhausted. I don't know if you're going to need a shower or what we're going to need to do. And, you know, we both kind of laughed about it. But, you know, yesterday he had a game and he played pretty much the entire game. So it's, you know, I, I kind of stepped back from that, but I understood that, you know, there was an expectation that the coach had outlined his philosophy. So sometimes it's really more about, you know, what's going on with the other person. But I don't know, I find sometimes the butting in is better if you don't make it personal. It's not an attack. Now, I say that, but I don't always follow my own, own advice. There's times where I see, let's say, an injustice or something happening, and I immediately go into attack mode. Um I I have an example, but I can't bring it up because it's a work one, but it actually has to do with somebody that 
doesn't work in our company, but works is a, is a spouse of somebody in our company. And they, they came to, they seem to always like dog me at different events and ask me like questions or try to insinuate something. And I finally kind of blew up in their face and, and, uh, it went well. It just kind of silenced them and I think stopped them. But it was, it was one of those things where I didn't follow my own advice. I could have, I shouldn't have butted in probably because it's like, oh, that's a spouse of somebody that I work with. And, uh, and I did it. I'm bad. You know, <clears throat> you know what, Bob, though? You said something that really, for me, points, points me more in, in, a, in a direction of when, if the question is, when should I butt in? If you're butting in to advocate something, to say, like, you should do this then it's probably bad. But if you're butting in to understand, even if that understanding is a little laced in passive aggressiveness, right, then maybe that's, maybe that's okay. Maybe if, if you're butting in to say, you know, hey, I, I, I help me understand what's, what's going on here. I noticed, you know, my kid's not playing or I noticed uh, uh, when you do that, it upsets your wife. So why, you know, what, what's going on there? You know, it, you know, something like that, something where you're, where you're, uh, you're not directly, in somebody's face pushing maybe 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 there's a line there maybe there's something there right at the beginning of a path <laughs> you know i'm not saying it's a real clear path but maybe maybe there's something there when should i butt in when i'm trying to understand something when i'm trying to, to learn more about it yeah so and I, to I, take I, action eventually right but i don't i yeah. recognize i don't have the whole scoop right now yeah and mike but what i'm thinking is and and this is good because i was thinking you know, when should I butt in from the perspective of what's going on out there, like who's being heard or, you know, is there something going to happen that's bad? But really, the first part is more of what you're saying is first, I have to look at why I'm butting in. What is the intent of me getting into this process? In other words, why why am I why do I want to be part of it? Why do I want to say anything or speak up? And I think if I if I could take a breath and just ask myself that question and be honest with myself and realize that that passive aggressive even to say, well, I'm butting in because I'm going to ask this question. So I hope my kid plays more or I hope this guy likes me for whatever I say. But if I step back and say, why am I butting in? And I don't have a good answer. Like I'm not looking to uh, understand it better or to be more aware of what's going on. Maybe I'm butting in for the wrong reason. Now, in certain cases, if I use the other side of it and say, well, the situation is very dangerous. So the situation is, you know, somebody's going to get hurt or somebody's going to get injured, whatever. I, I probably don't have to ask myself too much about why am I butting in? The answer is simple. Someone's going to get hurt and I'm doing it for the benefit of the other person. It's kind of like the friendship thing. You know, the friend is someone who behaves in a way that, you know, helps you out, that makes makes things better for you in that sense. So if I'm stepping into it, if I'm asking myself that question, I, I should be focused on why am I doing this? And it, it should look like to understand better or to make the situation better or to protect the person, whatever, not to get my two cents in there and say why I think my, my kid should play more, this kid shouldn't, or whatever, back and forth. But, but, That's but, but, um, I have a question. Is it but with one T or two? Because it seems like both apply, right? Because the but is like, <laughs> but. That's why it's called but, because you're, you're sticking your butt in there, or it's like, but, you know, you're interrupting somebody, and you're doing the but. And the reason why I bring that up is is even my advice earlier about the emotional stuff, if you're too emotionally connected to it. But it seems like that's most of the times, at least when I think of when I've done that and, and butted in, it's it's because I've got a mo- an emotional investment in something. Like, you hurt my kid, or 
you said we, mm. you said something to me and it hurt my feelings and I've got to have the last word. You know, I know we we all said like, well, maybe you take a step back and you just let it play out. It's hard, right? It's hard to let it play out mm. because it it's hurtful, right? It's hurting somebody. Yeah. But in that I, situation, I think, Bob, if you, good, Mike. No, no, you go ahead. Fine. Well, in that situation, if you're if you're ready to step in like that to butt in and with that intent of you know solving this problem you know, with your kid, whatever, I, I, I think probably if you step back a little bit and realize that's what you were doing, you might come at it a little bit differently. You might, um, it's really important, I think, to have that moment where you say, why am I doing this? What's the, what's the intent here? And again, if it's protecting someone in the sense they're going to get hurt or, but if it's to get more playtime or to, you know, to, oh yeah, you know, you're angry about something, whatever, I think it, it probably is going to wind up being a bad butt, you know, <laughs> bad butt in or whatever that you probably, uh, we want to hold back a little bit on yeah. that. Well, I'm actually the bad manager too, because I'm thinking about my tennis team. I do the same thing. I have, you know, I wouldn't say like a really competitive team, but I'm playing the kids on my team that can help me win because I want to get into the playoffs. And and I know I have kids that aren't going to make it in the playoffs because they haven't played two times. And part of that is based on their availability. But then on the other hand, I'm thinking, yeah, I do consciously think of like this is a better lineup and. I might not play that one kid because I don't think he can win. Yeah, that that's a good story to to, to bring up uh, another angle to this that I'm thinking, which is I kind of mentioned it briefly in the intro, but sometimes it's it's better to let these things play out, right? Like those kids on your tennis team that aren't so good, you know, not to make you feel bad, but they may feel bad, right? They may know what's going on, and they and in the end they're like, oh, I feel bad, right? And in the end. Maybe there's a lesson there for them to take, or maybe there's a challenge for for a kid to, you know, maybe the kid should be the one, you know, if if they feel wrong about it, to have to come up and say something, right? You know, tell, you know, why aren't you playing me, or why didn't I, you know? And that's a that's a load to put on a kid's shoulders, and I wouldn't want to do it to, to my son. I would hate to see it happen to another kid, and you will have to do that sometime in your life. Like we all did it, right? Because we all do it now. So it, sometime was the first time, right? It, it, tremendous like, learning potential there. And sometimes as a parent, you kind of have to step yep. back and let that stuff happen. You know, like, oh, this sucks. This, I hate to see them go through this, but they got to go Well, you know, it. I was the kid that was always uh, picked last for whatever sports team it was, you know. And um, did that hurt me back then? Yeah, it hurt. It hurt a lot, right? I was like, Ugh. you know, unless it was like something that required like running but if it was like coordination up until maybe like I was like in sixth grade, I was just this tall, lanky, uncoordinated kid. So whatever, you know, it was me and the in the in the heavy set kid. You know, they were we were the last two to be picked, and you know, it was it felt bad. You know, because back then in gym class, it wasn't the the gym teacher said you guys go over here, you go. It was it it was almost made to embarrass kids, right? Because it was. You be the leader. You're the best at this, and you be the leader. And now pick your teams. And like everybody was like, "I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take you." And then you're standing there on the sideline, and you're the last kid to be picked. I mean, I should be traumatized right now, but I'm not. I think it did. I, I go with what you said, Mike. It taught me to be stronger. Yeah. So as I'm listening to all that, that's all this is good. But but here's one of the the problems I think this whole picture, as I'm thinking about it, is that why we have sports to knock kids down so they can eventually get built up. You know, do we line it up? And I remember in school, the same thing. We all went through it. You know, 
pick the top guy. The other guy picks the top guy back and forth in gym class. You know, and you knew who was going to be standing on the side. He knew he was going to be standing there too. He was the last player. Why do we do that? What that's like, why would I want my kid to be in that? And if you say, well, the outcome is good because by humiliating you and pushing you down like that and making you feel stupid, eventually you'll be a very strong person. I, I think there are probably <laughs> better ways to do that, you know, yeah. and, and yet we keep repeating it. I even do it today with my grandkids. I mean, they'll, they'll pick teams for stuff. And I'm, I'm happy to say, usually they pick me kind of towards the top, you know, but you know, other people, other, other unmentionable people, um, get picked last or get picked close to last. And I think I feel good about that, but it, it's always at a cost, always at an expense when something like that happens. So maybe the bigger theme that we're talking about is butting in at the highest level or the lowest level, depending on how you look at it and saying, why are we doing this in the first place? And I, I like your example, Bob, of the teams, you know, you got the one recreational team that plays for the fun of it. Everybody gets to play. I think my memory of those things, I mean, I played some sports that way and I played some, you know, high school sports and college sports. And I like the recreational ones better. When I really think about it, I had more fun. I had more involvement with the people on the team. There was less stress. It was, uh, it was a more fun sport environment. And yet, I think everybody wants that other opportunity too, if they're good enough to play those sports and they want to be on that team, that traveling team, whatever, and, and, uh, you know, and be the star, you know, be the, be the best player, that kind of thing. So I, I'm kind of confused by, by why do we do it in the first place and what do we hope to get out of it? And then we get the result that we expect. Why do we compl- Why do we butt in and complain about it when actually we're getting exactly what we expect, you know, which is pick the best kids, play the best kids all the time. Don't care about anyone else. Don't care about the kids sitting on the bench. Don't care about the parents. Just go forward. You, you know, if you buy into that, then you should just sit quietly on the side and let them abuse those kids. Well, you know, in, in closing for me, uh, I, I go back to, to Bob's lesson, right? If I can, if I can somehow find out more by here's how I'm thinking of it. In my life, I would like to be some sort of Superman, right? And wherever there is injustice, I'll be there, right? And, well, I don't know if there's injustice, right? You know, like if, if I, I want to, you know, if they're benching my kid, that's injust, and I'm going to go, I'm going to fight, right? But I don't know it. So, but if I approach it from a, hey, can you help me understand what, what's going on? I noticed you planted on the, on the bench a couple of times, and, you know, which incidentally is exactly what my buddy did. Which I thought was a great, a great approach. He went, he went with inquiry, right? He went asking, which I think is always a good, uh, a better step than going in with advocacy. So, you know, kudos to him for that. If if I can do that, and if maybe there's a reason, maybe there's a good reason, right? And like, okay, thanks. You know, if there's not a good reason, then then I can say something. That, hey, I don't think it's, I don't think that's right. You know, I think that you know, I on on my kid's behalf or whatever. I'm compelled to say something to you, right? Or I'm compelled to talk to my kid. How, how do you feel about it? it? Sounds like you're getting an unfair deal. Find out more from that angle. You know, how does how does my kid feel about what's going on? Does he even want me to like say something, right? Sometimes they don't, and you stay and you stay the hell out of it, right? And find out more. I guess I guess inquiry is the way to go. Is my final thought. I'm good with yeah. that, Mike. I like I like the inquiry. I think it's a balance of the inquiry. How much does it matter to you? And 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 it goes back to everything about your own, your own being. Like you know, what what matters to you? What do you believe? What are you passionate about? 
And then there's just times where, you know, maybe you have to butt in with the good old fist, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if it really bothers you that much, you know, sometimes the emotions are going to just take over you. And then and then the good old apology works. We've got podcasts on all of these things, you know, how to apologize, how to say you're sorry. So <laughs> when all us fails, butt in, uh, be, but, be, uh, but be compassionate about it. And my, my, my last thought is that... Uh... You know, a, a lot of this we talked about sports. We talked about, you know, kids and adults. But aren't we all doing it all the time? And you really look at it and you say, you know, extrapolate it up to the adult world and to the office, to the, you know, the adult sports and things like that. Isn't it still prevalent? Even, you know, we think we've overcome it maybe because we've grown up. But I would suspect that enough of it happens where either people do butt in or they don't and wish they had that. It doesn't change a whole lot over, you know, from the time you're a kid until you're an adult. So I'd, I'd like Mike, I'd probably say inquiry is a good path. I mean, a good place to to go when you you don't know what else to do as a starting point, and that probably will lead you down the right path. <laughs>